Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we talk about Apple and their possible new announcement this week and what they might be talking about, including Apple Pay. We also talk about Snapchat leaking some of your information and new ads coming soon. We also talk about Tesla's D, their super fast car, and it may be driving for you before you know it. It's a great episode of Don't Panic. Stick around because it's coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 66, recorded October 13th, 2014, on Snapchat ads, iPad Gold, and getting Tesla's D. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that can't handle the D. And you'll find out why later when we talk about Tesla, but first, let me introduce the honeydew and cantaloupe of technology, our own melon heads. They are Dan Miller and Colby Rabidou. Guys, what is going on? Uh, Not much. Nothing really. Nothing really. Nothing at all, Colby. Not what really. What did you do today with your? What did you do with yourself? Uh, today I traveled back from. Oh, uh, Connecticut. Yeah, the second we leg of my my post alumni weekend journey. Yeah, I also uh, ate some leftover pizza. And some apple cider donut holes. They were very tasty. That sounds like a busy day. Yeah, yeah. It was those donut holes themselves. No, it's hard work. For dinner tonight. uh, For dinner tonight, I had a box of stovetop stuffing. So (laughs) a whole box. A whole box. I'm living the dream. (laughs) Did you at least put some gravy on it? No, it was literally just a box of (laughs) stovetop. I cooked it. Um. That's good. It was what I wanted. So, hey, I, I that's feel what being you, an John. adult is all about. That's right. A box of stovetop stuffing for being dinner. Terribly unhealthy. Um, <laughs> the American way. Well, thanks to all of you out there for joining us on this episode of Don't Panic. We do the show every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern live on the internet through our website, don'tpanic.io. Go there. Uh, get links to not only the live show but audio and video of past episodes. Uh, we do this in HD, fun to watch on your big screen. And subscribe, RSS, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, uh, you name it, we're there. So we appreciate you joining us uh, and putting up with my congested voice. Uh, why don't we jump into some technology news? And any particular story here that's got you guys excited to talk about, or should I pick one at random? I've got uh, one I'm not excited to talk about, if that, uh, if that helps you at all. I'm not excited to talk about Facebook stickers on, yeah. On now, posts. all right, Dan. Are, are you seriously telling me you're not excited about Facebook stickers? I mean, I saw, if that was the first one, I would have thought, "Oh man, what a slow news week." But as it is, it's not that slow of a news week. I, I'm not that excited about it. Aw, yeah. I See, my my fa- I I like my Facebook posts and comments to contain a little more material than. What I text to Colby, for example, even though the material that Colby and I have in our Facebook chat is pretty awesome, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I don't want someone to just cover my Facebook post and just put like a stupid fat cat with a birthday cake on it. Yeah, I want an individualized message. To be honest, I com- I did not realize that that was not public yet. <laughs> um, have you guys been using it internally to communicate important yeah. business decisions <laughs> internally <laughs> that's been a that was the thing like when i started working last year wow um i could be exaggerating a little but it's been around for a while well you know the uh it's funny uh over this last week i've gone on facebook once or twice and every time i look at it for about two seconds and then shut it right off it is so useless to me it's it's gotten to just a, a point of no return. Yeah, it's pretty not thrilling, I found. Now, Twitter, I'm on all the time. But, okay, I'm on Twitter more than Facebook, I agree. But I think Facebook is, I almost appreciate it now because it will show me the stories I want. If, if I, I go on, like, maybe four or five times a day, I would say. And it'll show me the stories that I want to see right at the top. I don't ever feel like I missed something I wanted to see. Whereas Twitter is like, there you have all hope is lost. You have no, you maybe 
someone, that little notification will pop up that says, oh, five of your friends favorited this tweet or followed this person. And then you might think, oh, what happened? But otherwise, that would, you'd totally miss it. I've been, uh, so I've been using Twitter a little more lately and I've been like curating my feed. So I'm trying, wow. I'm trying to get back down under, under a hundred, a fo- hundred followees. Cause I feel like that, it, I, I found that that Wouldn't is the that optimum. Wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind. You're right. Followees. Yeah. People I'm following. Um, yeah. So. I like it. I've been using their mobile web app, and one thing that really annoys me is it's it's a pretty nice mobile web app, all things considered. But literally every time you refresh the page, it puts the like download Twitter for Android banner on the top, and I hit the X. And it's like obviously I'm not going to do this because I've hit the X. I don't know, like sixty-seven yeah, times. Got to store that cookie. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know what they're doing. Now, but... is there a reason why you use the website over that app or any other app? Because the app kept sending me those, um, like, these random people retweeted this treat- tweet that you don't give a fuck about, and I couldn't figure out how to turn it off, so I just deleted it. See, for me, it's not random people, though. It's only people I follow It does that. I mean, it's people I follow, but it's always, like, it's like all the Laravel people retweet something random, and I don't, uh-huh. like... I generally don't, like, like, that's not a hard, huge part of my life right now. So it's not like I really don't care enough to get a notification about it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it was either it was either the Laravel people or all the Etsy people. <laughs> um, so you guys tend to retweet the same things a lot. But yeah, I got frustrated. The notification controlling that stuff on android is harder than ios so like i couldn't figure out how to just like turn really? them off yeah because ios you had the system prep to just turn off notifications and mm. on android it's an app by app thing and yeah but on android you can typically control per like more granular notification settings like if you want to get notified for mentions uh, or like, and I know that yeah. some third-party iOS uh, apps for Twitter will do this, right? But that's not I mean, the norm in iOS, right? I mean, to be fair, I'm sure there's a way to do what I wanted to do. I was just not patient enough to do it. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, if stickers and Facebook comments isn't enough to get your juices flowing, let's talk about some actual news. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, let's start with Tesla. Now, I'm an impulsive gadget buyer. Uh, I don't know if this one's going to make my list. Might, though. Uh, I could just imagine showing up one day with a Tesla. Uh, <laughs> like, you'll, yeah. you'll Skype in and it'll be from the giant touchscreen right yeah. on the console. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, I'm just going to try it for like a month. If I don't like it, I'll send it back. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea. <laughs> Um, Sell on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tesla announced a new car this week. Uh, it's kind of like the old car. It looks the same. Uh, but what's different is all-wheel drive and performance. So you're going to get three configurations, the 60D, the 85D, and the P85D. Um, the top of the line, the P85D, is $120,000. Um, but what you get for that is is an all-wheel drive sports supercar. So beginning with the all-wheel drive, it's interesting for Tesla, apparently, and I don't know how cars work, but it's different doing all-wheel drive with an electric car. So what Tesla's done is they actually now fit two motors to a car, one for the back wheels and one for the front wheels, as opposed to your traditional four-wheel drive car, which has one motor connected through the axle to do all four wheels. Um... They say the D will add a range of 10 extra miles per charge and bring a 0 to 60 time to just 3.2 seconds on the high-end performance model, right in line with a Lamborghini, Ferrari, that crowd right there. Um, In addition to having it be more expensive and faster, they've added new safety features um, stacked with all kinds of sensors on the car that allow things including uh, autopilot, which automatically the car will drive itself into the other lane, uh, not 
to kill you, but to, you know, have you steal wild cards. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds like it's a death trap. Uh, <laughs> um, it also has more traditional things that you're used to, including uh, lane detection, uh, that radar-enabled cruise control, all of those features uh, as well. So these cars range from about 60,000 upwards of 120,000. Any thoughts on the D? <laughs> I, I, I want to say this is a joke. <clears throat> okay. But I want the D. You want the D. Colby wants the D. <laughs> Colby, what excites you about the D? Just, I don't actually. I don't know. It seems cool. I want it for the same reasons I wanted another Tesla. I don't really want it. It just, I don't want a car at all. You don't really want it? Like, money were no obstacle. I mean, I guess, I guess. I that's the, the bar for want. Yeah, but if, okay, but if money were no obstacle and this was up against a Ferrari or, I mean, w- would you choose it over that? I, th- I think so, because it's cool in ways a Ferrari is not cool. Um, and also cool in a way affordable. that you probably care about that a Ferrari isn't cool. Exactly. Yeah, we're kind of the Tesla market here, more than the Ferrari market. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I guess I don't entirely understand the the drive, like the self driving stuff. Um. I'm interested in it though, but it, it, I don't know. I'm interested to know, is it like, is it? It's not self-driving no. really. It's like assist. No. It's like the yeah, the yeah. next like, logical step after it, lane assist. Yeah, it's not a lot more than what's el- what else is on other vehicles, to be quite honest. Right. Um, I do I do like the idea of the automatic parallel parking though cuz that's pretty amazing. Yep. Didn't another car have that first though? A lot yeah, of cars that definitely exists. Oh, wow. a, lot of, but, a lot of cars. Even like Fords, really cool. a lot of cars do now. Um Fords. They they say that uh Tesla it's a 360 degree sonar, a camera with image radar uh, with image recognition and a forward looking radar that allows all of that sort of lane control, active emergency braking, self parking to be possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that seems really cool. Awesome. And I think that's kind of the cool advantage of a car that's based around electronics so heavily is, you know, when you have electric motors that can be fine-tuned so much more precisely than a gas motor um, or a diesel engine, is that they can push software updates to your car and add new features when all these sensors are enabled. Um, yeah. So for them to put in a, a self-driving aspect or to, you know, kind of move that along may not require you to get a new car. Um, I, I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I was just about to say, it seems like it has way more technology that does the same things that other cars do with less technology, so there might be room to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think the other exciting thing is, as someone... Uh, well, now all three of us live in the Northeast, so we know what winters are like. I think having an all-wheel drive <laughs> car, uh, especially in a sedan, which you actually see you know, very rarely... Um, yeah. I think it's a great feature, and I, I have to imagine, I'd be curious to see tests, but because the motors run independently and are so fine-tuned, I have to imagine it gets better grip and better traction when you can individually tweak everything so specifically. Well, that's that's why people love their Subarus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. all-wheel drive. But now you can have it on, like, a super cool sports car. So, yeah, so this is semi-unrelated, but I was, I was just thinking, you mentioned winter, and I wonder, like... I wonder how the Tesla battery does when it's fucking cold as hell out. Yeah, there was something about that, right? Yeah, I, I do remember when the car first came out, that was a huge concern, and Tesla did those ridiculous... We're going to drive it to Antarctica and see, you know, the ridiculous tests. Oh, um, nice. And as far as I know, I don't think there have been any kind of major issues. That and Tesla guarantees their batteries for such an absurd amount of time. Right. That's that cool. If there was any noticeable like damage... Uh, I think they would fix it, but I don't know about re- re- uh, retaining a charge. And but I, I believe there's some technology. I don't know if Dan is. Some science. Also, I'm googling it. Okay. Another slightly related question: Has Top Gear had a Tesla on? I assume they have. Yeah, this was a big deal. This was a big controversy. So they had the original Tesla Roadster, which was the convertible sports car, mm-hmm. and 
Tesla sued him. They had a lawsuit because on the show, Top Gear claimed that the car went like two laps around the track and kept breaking down and the batteries died and all this stuff. And they had all these problems. And Tesla claimed that Top Gear faked a lot of that for the show and it was scripted even before they got the car and there was nothing Hmm. wrong with the car. And they had a big lawsuit. Um, And I think... I want to say they settled out of court eventually, but it was this big thing where Tesla said, oh, we saw the scripts ahead of time and and they lied about the car running out of you know batteries and they just wanted to say electric cars are bad. And hmm. yeah, and they have unsurprisingly haven't been on the show since. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, that's, that's so disappointing. if they guarantee the battery to negative five degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, if the battery is below freezing when you start driving, regenerative braking will be disabled and the battery will be a bit less efficient, but it will warm up in 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, if you leave the car plugged in but not in storage mode, whatever that is, it will heat the battery to keep it above freezing. This allows you to use all the features as soon as you drive the car at the cost of battery life while the car is parked. Interesting. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it's exciting. I just like cool, shiny, expensive things. So, yeah, <laughs> this does it for me. <laughs> things that we can't afford oh, someday. Yeah. <laughs> someday, yeah. Oh, you're just gonna get like twice as many viewers, and we'd start rolling in the dough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gee, we should probably maybe talk about cars more. Maybe people like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I have to imagine a car show starring us would be quite hilarious. <laughs> Two guys who don't own cars and a third guy who owns a Hyundai. So, very good. Um, let's continue onward with more news and let's talk about Snapchat. 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 I don't know how to use that. Uh, you Snapchat. don't know. You don't know how. You have a Snapchat. I know you do. I know I do. I'm so bad though. I've never felt like I've been bad at a technology before until Snapchat. So, Snapchat makes me feel old. So I want to hear why. So explain why you think you're so bad at it. Like someone sent me something today, and it was uh, it was a Snapchat meant just for me. Mm-hmm. But I it was a it was a message to me. It was telling me something I wanted to know. My friend accidentally spilled water on his laptop on Friday, and he sent me a picture of it turning back on and working again. And I wanted to respond to that, but I didn't want, I couldn't respond to the picture because I was just at my desk at work. What was I supposed to respond to the picture of? So then I was like, oh, I'll respond with a text. So you like, you swipe right, and it brings you to this screen, and there's a send a chat thing. Oh, I know what my problem was now. I was pressing the stupid yellow button. Oh, that takes a picture. That takes a picture. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I'm Dan. I am 100% in alignment that their app is really poorly and designed. And I can't figure out how to get to the stories. So sometimes a notification will pop up saying, oh, you're so – these friends have stories for today, which I didn't know what that meant for the longest time. But if I don't have that <laughs> notification and I want to go back to the stories because I didn't watch all of them, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, I think... Oh, the, there's a purple icon. Yeah, or do you just keep swiping? If you keep swiping things towards the left, you'll eventually get there. Uh, everything, everything is swiping. It's all swiping. The old edge swipe. Yeah, that's where they get you. Um, yeah, so Snapchat, you know, the, the kind of self-deleting messaging service. Uh, two pieces of news from them this week. We'll start with the po- well, the more positive. I don't know if it's positive ads coming to Snapchat. Uh, if you were wondering how they were, <laughs> yeah, it turns out a you have to make money on the internet, and b ads are a good way to do it. So, <laughs> um, the company's co-founder and CEO Evan Spiegel uh, said at the Vanity Fair New Establishment Summit, which I don't know what that is. Um, said that people are going to start to see the first ads on Snapchat soon. They're going to be part of the Stories feature, and they'll be opt-in. And by that, they mean users can choose to look at them or skip by them. Um, And they'll be part of the more public Stories. So let me see if there's any public... So you may have seen in your Stories, if you're a Snapchat user, that... Like County Fair or something. Yeah, sports events or concerts. or They'll appear there. They won't appear in your personal Stories. So you can just... you have to opt in to see them 
It's not well, opt out. It's opt in. Well, by opt in, they mean a. You would have to look at that story, and b. And actually, right. I didn't. Here's a Snapchat tip for you. I did not know this, but if you're looking at a large sequence of snaps, like in a story, yeah. if you're holding your finger, and this is I'm following The Verge on Snapchat, which is actually interesting. But if while you're holding it, if like here, I'll wait till this goes. So this next one's like ten seconds. If while you're holding it, you tap. It skips you to the next one automatically without having to wait eight seconds or ten seconds. What? And you just tap and skip through all of them if one isn't of your interest. That's oh, great. man. I wish someone had told me that. That's what they mean Game by opt-in. changer. Is you'll be able to tap past those ads in that same manner. You won't be forced to sit and watch them for five or ten seconds. That's wait, so, so you'd only see ads while you're watching people's stories? Uh, public event type stories, not posted by an individual, oh. but rather those kind of open ended. And I have a feeling they're going to start doing more of those. Well, um, you know, like Oscars I mean, or the Super Bowl or what yeah. have you. My favorite part about those is that I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just thought you should know. Oh, that's Your funny. Part of what? The the public event story, like the things in Snapchat that I didn't ask for. <laughs> I find them way more unpleasant than the things on all the other sites that I didn't ask for. Well, I, and maybe this is my opinion. I think most of the reason why they suck is because they're usually college sporting events or right. electronic dance music concerts. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that's the problem. They're things I don't care about. At least, like, Facebook and Twitter try. Like, they're not always good, but, like, they try and make it something I care about. Like, I can see where they were coming from. When it's like the EDM festival of the world, like I don't, yeah, I don't listen to any EDM. Well, and I, I'm hoping they, because like if they had one at like Google I/O, or even at like the Oscars or something like that, right. I might find interesting. And I, and I have a feeling if ads are going to be a big part of what they're going to be doing, I have to imagine they'll expand. Mainly because, you know, I have to imagine brands want to be relevant. So a college football game, I could imagine a beer company advertising or Doritos advertising, but. There are going to be some companies who that's not going to work for. So they're, I think they're going to branch out into more stuff with that. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually think this is kind of a smart way to do ads, right? So everyone was all concerned. They're going to start putting ads and, you know, banners on my Snapchats. And, I mean, they're in publicly thing, you know, public things. You can tap through them if you like. They're not particularly invasive. I mean, you know, unless you guys disagree, but I actually think if Snapchat had to do ads, this isn't a particularly bad way to do it. No, it doesn't sound like a bad way to do it. It sounds like something I won't notice because, to be honest, I don't really look at stories either. I like – I look at the chats. I'm probably a very bad Snapchatter. I almost never <laughs> respond to people when they snap me stuff. Same. Um, and I, I'm always surprised when people respond In to fact, my stuff. I pretty much only respond to Colby for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, Colby's a pretty good Snapchatter. <laughs> I'll agree. Maybe it's I, just you. I have I have a friend who I won't name who sends snaps of every friggin' thing they do. Oh, I'm eating dinner. Oh, I'm reading a book. Oh, I'm driving in a car. Oh, I'm doing this. And I know for a fact they just blast it to everyone in their contacts with no <laughs> expectation of a response. And I'm like, mm-hmm. a, they have stories, buddy. You don't have to do this. But also, b, I don't care. Stop doing this. That's why I like Colby because he only sends a few very relevant snaps. So good high job. Quality. Thanks, Sean. It's high praise. It feels yeah, good. Uh, most of them are dick pics, but you know, we were roommates. I've seen it all. Um, anyway, let's talk it about the like the D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about the not so good news about Snapchat. Um, 4chan, the ultimate source of terrible things on the internet. Uh, someone on there has claimed that a private a cache of private Snapchats has been um, extracted from a third-party app um, and may be posted online. So the way this worked is um, there is a there are apps apparently that interact with Snapchat. They have some kind of uh, API or I something. I don't think these are legal apps. No, I, I don't think, think they, they are. They are reverse-engineered apps. Uh, and I know that the purpose of this app specifically for this leak was an app that allowed you to save screenshots without telling the other person you did it. Yeah. Um, and that's where they leaked. Uh, it, now, they've claimed that the leak is as high as 13 gigabytes of private Snapchat. That number 
got busted down to about 500 megabytes. Still a lot of information. Um, we're not quite sure what exactly is in it. Um, and Snapchat claims that their servers were never breached and that Snapchat was not the source of these leaks. Um, in addition, the third-party apps uh, used to send and receive Snapchats uh, is expressly prohibited in the Snapchat terms of use, um, and that Snapchat is uh, not happy about that. So let this be a public service announcement from Don't Panic to Don't Be a Moron and use sketchy third-party apps. The uh, original app did not intend you to use. There's a reason why they send a notification when you took a screen grab. By working around it, you're enabling yourself uh, to get in a lot of trouble. So don't do that. Yeah, and why doesn't Snapchat encrypt their API calls? Well, that was another... Now, I don't know if you saw... Um, let me post this. Because there was a story that they wrote about uh, the APIs, and I did not understand any of it because I'm not... Uh, here's the article. Developers say it's far too easy to crack Snapchat's API. Um, because the way public-private key cryptography works means that the public key is on the client and is sent to the server, but the private key is on the server, and then you could encrypt everything pretty easily. So, so what you're saying is they should maybe be using uh, authentication tokens instead. Would that be a better alternative? Kind of like how Facebook or Twitter allows authentication for an app that can then be revoked? Um, no, because that doesn't make any guarantees about the encryption of that data. Mm -hmm. uh, what you, instead of using SSL, an SSL can actually be man-in-the-middled if you control all parts of the network, which at your house you do. Uh, or if someone wants to at like a coffee shop or something. But, in, like, encrypting the message would be, like, uh, instead of going to different URLs, you just send this encrypted blob to one URL, and then you get back an encrypted response, uh, but you can't read what's inside of it. So the, the message itself is actually in plain text, but the message itself is encrypted. It's not over SSL, if that makes any sense. I don't understand why they didn't do that. For applications where privacy is a big concern. Well, yeah, especially that's, like Snapchat. Right. It seems like if you're going to don't do that for your app you're making for whatever, a game or something silly like that, but do that for a communications app. Well, yeah, and an app who's based around the idea of we delete your things, you know, we're, we're inherently secure because we don't keep things. But right, you know, and as it stands, if you ran a coffee shop and you wanted to just uh, sniff for every Snapchat picture, you just could. You could just download all of them that get sent over your network. That's wow. not good. Computers. <laughs> Thanks, Colby. Uh, so <laughs> insightful commentary, <laughs> as always. <laughs> so, so the short version is, I mean. Dan, let's, let me ask you, what can users do to be more secure in using Snapchat? Don't use it. Use a VPN. Use a VPN. That's good advice. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do that on your phones, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the only way, unless the Snapchat people change it. Or pressure Snapchat to... And I have yeah. a feeling that this will hopefully... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the first that I can remember where there's been some kind of snafu with... Snapchat. No, was, in were, fact, friend of the show, Bob Nisko, was featured in Engadget for his discovery that the old Android Snapchat app stored all of the snaps you sent locally unencrypted. Uh, I remember that. I did Realized. not know that was Bob, though. That's great. Yeah. There you go. Good on Bob. We knew him when. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so... Just uh, just be careful, and to be honest, you shouldn't be posting anything inappropriate. Like, all, everything I've ever snapped, I'm not going to be embarrassed if it gets released. I don't really recommend anyone Snapchat anything inappropriate. I think that's generally good practice. But maybe that's just me. Um, 
let's continue onward to talk about the Apple Corporation. Uh, we have a big Apple <laughs> event this week. I felt like we just had one. Yeah, we're still yeah, trying to figure out all the stuff with the Apple ago. Watch. And already there, it's it's a it's the double uh, double feature here. Um, this week on Thursday, which is the fifteenth, sixteenth on the sixteenth, uh, Apple is having a new uh, announcement. They sent out the invitations already. What do we expect to see there? Well, I think the obvious candidate goes to the iPad. So. Um, it's expected to see a new iPad Air in the same kind of style and design as the new iPhones. Uh, it's believed that there'll be a Touch ID fingerprint sensor, no particular surprise there. Uh, but also a gold color option, which hasn't been available um, on the iPads. Subtle changes, probably a better camera, better processor, more RAM. Uh, a long shot speculation, that huge 12 to 13 inch iPad. Um, that maybe you know iPad Pro, which may or may not happen. Um, the same goes for the Mini. Possibly the new design, Touch ID, faster processors. Um, now it's also possible Recode reporting that uh, there may be an iMac with a high resolution Retina display. Um, that first, would be awesome. First time on a desktop computer for Apple. Um, that would be pretty crazy. Now some reports <sighs> suggest that Apple will start with a single iMac model. At 27 inches with a 5K resolution. Yeah. That's unnecessary. That's what I want. That is ridiculous. That's a lot of Ks. That is... John, Ks for if you, days. if you stared at monospace text in a day as much as I do... Then I would know. But you don't understand. Actually, I have a horrific monitor at work, and I feel for you that I stare at it all day, and it hurts. Yeah. It so. makes, like... It's... That, like your keyboard and your chair, are the three most important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I can talk my boss into buying me a 5K Mac for my desk. <laughs> well, the five, you might as well get the Mac Pro too. Like you know, yeah, with with, yes. with the 5K, the 5K and the display yeah. and the whole yeah. Or you could get two two of those iMacs, just run them in display mode off of a Mac Pro. There you go, and we'll get one of those MK. those fancy keyboards that. Mm-hmm. That are all the rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, have a, I have a keyboard story or a keyboard dilemma. Go for it. Um, I have my so I have my fancy keyboard that I got a while ago, like in the in the winter, I guess, um, or or maybe the spring, um, which I really like. But I haven't brought it to work yet because, like, literally every single person I've seen at work uses the apple keyboard and i you don't will be the messiah yeah maybe but i also don't want to be the dickhead with the loud keyboard <laughs> like what's the deal like... with the new guy he's so loud <laughs> i mean you know to be Is honest really like, that I... loud i mean it's loud it's louder than a I don't think it is. And to and be what honest, percentage of people in your vicinity are wearing headphones almost all day. Almost all of them. The so the other thing is like our small room um like we sit with the sales people for our products so all day long they're talking on the phone. Oh. Um yeah, which is incredibly disruptive if oh, yeah. you're not used to having people talking on the phone all the time. <laughs> but yeah, now that Unit I think about it, maybe it's not office. a dilemma. Maybe I'll have to bring that in tomorrow. Yeah. I just haven't used it because it, it's been sitting here on my computer here, just like sad and alone. <laughs> it's messed up. Untyped. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Just like JavaScript. <laughs> I wish it were. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, that's most of the Apple announcement. We're also going to see OS 10 Yosemite finally go live. Including... Why, why are you two calling it Yosemite? Because it's fun. Because Colby does it and yeah. it's funny. All right, all right. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't actually called that because stranger <laughs> things have happened to me. <laughs> Dan, you didn't know it's Yosemite. They changed the name. They changed the pronunciation. Apple can do that. They've got the cash. Uh, they could buy Yosemite <laughs> if they wanted. Um, of course, with the actual launch of that, we're going to see the new continuity features, which uh, most people haven't been able to play with yet, uh, where you can bounce information between your computers and your iOS devices. Um that's what is pretty much expected. 
out of this announcement. Do we announcement. think we'll see Apple Pay on Thursday? Um, yes, I believe we will. We have another story in the rundown we'll talk about it in a minute. But Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. I think that's exactly Ooh. right. I think it'll be kind of... I think it'll be more of a mention than a full-on demo. Just saying. Right, but online. will they say, like, oh, it's live for Chase customers and, like, these stores today or something? Yeah, yeah I, I believe... I mean, it's launching this week. We know that. Um, we do? Uh, yeah, various... Oh, things. right. Wasn't there, like, some Walmart or a Walgreens thing? Yeah, 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 that's what we're going to talk about next, but... Um, the, yes, it's coming out this week, so I can't imagine they wouldn't not say something. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. As well, and things that we probably won't see, new MacBooks, um, there's a bit of a rumor <laughs> that we might see a MacBook, MacBook Air with a Retina display, but there's been some debate, uh, different blogs saying different things, so that's kind of questionable. Um, and as far as things including the iPod, Apple TV, Mac Pro... Um, there's no expectation we'll hear anything about those just yet. So, Colby, will you uh, look hard at one of these new iPads? We talked about the iPad dilemma last week, I think. Maybe. I mean, I think... Like I said last week, I'm not particularly excited for anything. I just need to upgrade my iPad because it's not really functional anymore. Yeah. Um, which is not... A bad thing. Like I've had, I got that iPad sophomore year, so that's what like four year, four solid years now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just starting to get, you know chunk along now. Um, so yeah, that's pretty sweet. I'll now, take it. Are Are you gonna get it in the gold option? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You're not okay. I'm a, I'm a space gray guy space myself. Gray. I think. <laughs> um, is that. Is that <laughs> Is that like a thing that people put in their dating profiles yet? What Apple color scheme you tend to pick? Oh, she's a silver. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's, it's not silver. What is it? Well, What's the uh, space Appleism gray, Space gray, silver, and gold. Really? Yeah. I thought they had nice two-worders for all those. No, no. I, well, space gray, Just silver, space gray. And I don't know. I think gold is just gold. I know it's definitely space gray. And it's not, isn't gold champagne? Oh, you might be right. It's something like that. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh. Uh, I agree. I think um, I think what's disappointing about assuming everything we just discussed is true. Um, I think it's disappointing that there's no news on some of the more consumer things like the Apple TV. Um, yeah, the biggest troll ever was that uh, Steve Jobs biographer saying that Steve Jobs said that he cracked the TV. Yeah, three years ago. I think you're right. Now, at the same yeah. time, I will say, I think an Apple Watch event in January or February would be a great opportunity to introduce that product. It's after the Christmas buying season, which I think is a bit of a miss. But at the same time, if you're going to introduce a, a heavy, heavily consumer product like a watch, you know, especially when they're doing all this continuity stuff and getting all their devices talking to each other, like... Well, isn't there... A rumor that iOS will be updated for HomeKit reels, or iOS, Apple TV will be updated for HomeKit reels soon. I would hope. And you'll be able to do HomeKit things through it. I don't know what those would be. <laughs> Waves the hands. Waves the hands. Open your garage door or whatever it was they were talking about at WWDC. <laughs> Again, I go back to just imagining Colby in his living room shouting at his television. <laughs> Open the garage door! Turn down the lights. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but that I, would be really cool. And I don't. But they don't need to do a new hardware for that. Like there could be a whole new Apple TV OS coming real soon. Uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's true. And the other thing, like, what? If, when are they going to put apps on it? Yeah, that's a that's a big missing piece. I think is the App Store personally. Yeah. Um, and I think. Apple in the past has done updates to Apple TV without they just update the hardware and just ship you the new one when you or you know it's not like a big event and right. I could see them you know if they had to update the bluetooth in it or the wifi in it I feel like they could easily just put in the new part and just keep shipping it. Yep. That's very much like them. So this will be an interesting event. We'll have full coverage on Monday. Um yeah, so look forward to new iPads, Macs, 
and Yosemite. It's gonna be uh, it's I'm, gonna be exciting. I'm, I think I think I'm looking forward to Yosemite. Are you looking forward to Yosemite, Dan? Yeah, the new uh, UI. That's not the right mm-hmm. word. The new theme on it, I guess the the darker yeah. theme. Continuity is gonna be huge. Yeah, I think so. Especially at my work computer. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not on my home computer as much now, but at my work computer, if I get my SMS, my phone calls, uh, people sometimes call me at work, and it's a huge pain. It's, yeah, that is all I want. I've always been excited about continuity. And I don't even, honestly, I don't even know any other features besides the new colors. To be honest, I think I might try and get an iPhone this weekend. Ooh, um, I'm bored, and my my Android my phone like cracked itself this weekend. Really dropped the ball. Ooh. It, like <laughs> your phone cracked itself? No, it cracked itself. Oh, um, <laughs> like so we were driving back today and and using the GPS, and um, you know, for a while, like in you know, middle of nowhere on the Mass Pike, I had no T-Mobile service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, service came back. But for whatever reason, like, the phone did not seem to register that I had service. So we were driving along, and Google Maps, <laughs> like, got confused about where we were. So it tried to reroute, and I, like, it didn't – it couldn't data. So, like, it just dropped the directions. Like, nothing. We were totally blind. So, mm-hmm. um which was fine because we mostly knew where we were, but I yeah. dislike it. Also, the Hangouts app sucks, <laughs> and I went back to using the old text messaging app because it's so oh, annoying. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just gonna do it. I don't it, care. Yeah, iMessage is great when you have friends on iPhones. <laughs> right. Yeah, and everyone else I know has an iPhone. That's yeah. Like, do you Do you think you know what you're gonna get? Six six, six plus. plus. You're gonna go for the plus. I mean, I'm sorry. No, okay. no. You're gonna go for the, the minus. Opposite of that. <laughs> the, yes, the six regular. The six regular. Uh, space gray, probably. Space gray. Oh, um, speaking of new versions of Apple stuff, I was in Madison Square Garden last week. This is actually kind of relevant to see a professional video game tournament, which Whoa. was crazy. It was a Dota 2 tournament, professional, for like $2 million or something ridiculous like that. It was the whole pot. Uh, and that was quite an experience and really cool. Uh, and I had never played Dota 2 before. And I still managed to enjoy it. So, yeah, it was cool. But while I was in Madison Square Garden, it's right above Penn Station. Mm-hmm. And right in, like, the lower corner of my screen was the Amtrak app. Yes! So it was an iBeacon thing, right? That's what that means? No. So it, if... It's, it can be iBeacon. It can also be uh, GPS, because I showed this to Colby. You remember, when we were in Poughkeepsie, it showed <laughs> oh, the yeah, yeah. Donuts uh, oh. app as well. So I think it's both. Mm-hmm. And you just swipe up on that, and you're in the Amtrak app or whatever it is. Yeah. And that was really cool. Unfortunately, I wasn't actually going to Penn Station. Fortunately, because Penn Station is a terrible place, some would say (laughs) the closest thing to hell we have on this earth. Mm. But unfortunate because it it was almost really smart. Yeah, it's a really cool feature. I've, I've, as apps have been updating to use iOS, I've been really starting to get into the uh, notification widgets and the swipe actions. Um, I still haven't done swipe actions on notifications. Colby, do you respond on Android for like the swipe actions on a notification, like a text message? You like swipe some way and just respond right from the notica- notification pull down. Can you do that? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> oh, you're the worst Android user. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you even use any widgets, Colby? Uh, I use a couple widgets. I use widgets in the place of icons. They're like more useful icons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use it for like the podcast app and Spotify and my clock. And I also have a widget that toggles my hotspot. Like personal. You have a, a big ass analog clock on your home screen, Colby. I don't know. Okay, good. 
that's my biggest pet peeve. I think that's dumb. Here, I'll show you. The other day, uh, Swarm... I have two cameras. You guys get one. The fans (laughs) get the other. They come first. Swarm updated with a a widget so you can check in right from your notifications drop down. Here, I'll show it to you guys. Oh, that's nice. That's what I love. So it tells you where it is, and you just swipe right down and you check it. It's things like that. Uh, The one app, and they don't listen to the show, but maybe they do. Uh, I use Mailbox as my – and I want to be able to swipe from notifications to archive or delete. Mm. And you can't do that yet, and there's no excuse, so get on that. Um, Uh, I just saw that Mailbox app beta for OS X is open source. Or open source, yeah. No. Uh, Open. open. Uh, But – Unfortunately, it's only for iCloud or Gmail users, so uh, I couldn't continue my long-standing trying new mail clients so in OS X. I've been using it for work, uh-huh. um, and that's been pretty nice, actually. Mm. Successful so far. Yeah, I could I, do that. I remain at inbox zero. I am at inbox 12,000. <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely, even... but... <laughs> so i found out i thought for the longest time that i was alone in this but my email strategy for personal and work is email comes in and it accumulates i don't read it constantly because i wouldn't get anything done uh so when i want to check email i'll switch over to the tab and i'll look at it and i can process the information pretty quickly, especially with Google marking things as important and with the Chevron. So if you don't know, I realized this last week, one Chevron is it's to you, like your email address is in the two line. Two Chevrons is it's only you and your email address is in the subject and the two line. So I look at it all. I click on the ones that I want to read that look interesting. And then I mark all as red, switch back. I don't archive, I don't delete, I don't sort. There are no filters because then you can't see everything. I just want to see everything in one spot. I can tell what's bullshit and what's not much better than a computer can. And I don't see the need for all this sorting and filtering and tagging and all these crazy programs and ugh. So much work. Does anyone else anyone else feel me here? No. Um, so... Also, I, I star mean, things as like go back to this, or you'll want it yeah, later. That that I, I do, see. I do that. Yeah, I think I, I, I think doing it that way seems like kind of a cool idea. Like it's like email, it's like, Twitter. like Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's really what it is. Most of the right. stuff I don't care about at all, and the stuff that's really important, Google will put up on top for me anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's a good answer. Uh, Maybe that's what I should be doing instead of trying to to filter stuff. Well, that's what I think it is. I think you just have to pick. Gmail gives you a lot of different ways to sort and do things with your email. You just have to pick one, right? So, Dan, you just say, I only care about things that are unread. Yep. I do it where I only care. I I delete or archive. And, And if it's important, it just sits in my inbox. So things I want to keep. All, and so I just do one, two, three into one of those three. Keep, archive, delete. That works for me. You could do it with filters. You could do it with labels. You can do – you know, there's a lot of different ways. The trick is, I think, to just pick one and stick with mm-hmm. it. You know, so do it with stars. That's another great way. But all right. email sucks. Just wanted to feel you all out. Email is great. Oh. Think, oh, wait, 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 wait. Think about it for a second here. Email is the one thing that everyone uses that isn't owned by one company. Yeah. I have my own email server. Colby has his own. And you use Gmail, which is really easy. Uh, and everything interoperates. And it never fails to send. It always, if it, it retries, it doesn't bother you about, oh, I couldn't send this immediately because the recipient <laughs> wasn't available or whatever that crap. It just, everything just works. But it's also all distributed. It's amazing. You know, what they, if, wouldn't it be great if we had like a social network that was like this? If Facebook was designed in the 80s, it would be email. Everyone would have their own Facebook, but you could send messages and friend people on any other server, and it does. it's transparent. You don't even need to know it's happening. 
Instead, I... we end up with this stupid Web 2.0 crap. Uh, <laughs> I never, uh, I never uh. thought about it that way. I think, uh, I think email deserves a bit, a little bit of love. I, I think you're. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. And it's Damn. like, what's wrong with e email? Still works. So many other things have. It's very similar. Apart. It's very similar to a phone call, where I can call anyone anywhere on any system, and it just works from a number. And I found out today that phone calls. So you know, like you, we've all seen the picture of all the people in a room plugging wires together. Yeah, the switchboard. And that was like the first email. But the in between that and digital, or that was the first telephone. In between that and digital telephone was a giant wall, a grid of stuff that mechanically, physically connected wires automatically. Well, like switches and things. Like actually physically switching things automatically based on what you dialed. And that's That's why long-distance phone calls cost so much because, like, the amount of energy you're using to make this call is actually pretty significant. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't technology great? Well, well, uh, you know, new technology coming up pretty soon. Ho- <laughs> hopefully this will work everywhere. Probably not, but we'll find out. We're talking, of course, about Apple Pay. Um, there was uh, some leaks in uh, a couple different companies training information, Apple Store, Walgreens, giving us a little bit of information on Apple Pay. Of course, we'll probably hear more on Thursday, but... Um, Quickly, Apple Pay will be set up uh, via the Passbook application, um, and there'll also be a new tab in the Settings app uh, where you'll be able to uh, find information on what you've put in there. Uh, You can add up to eight credit debit cards at a time uh, using either the iPhone's camera to scan in the card or to uh, manually type it in. Um, What's interesting is in the Settings you'll not only be able to see your cards, but you'll also have a list of recent transactions, including where it took place and how much it was for. This is within the settings for your iPhone. Um, you'll also have a quick access to download uh, an accompanying App Store app. So if you're a Bank of America card, it'll you, know, you can download their app. Uh, contact the bank, one tap from the Passbook settings. Um, and if the credit card expires, Passbook <laughs> automatically updates the card with the new expiration date as gathered from the credit card company without you having to do anything. Interesting. Um, that is most of what leaked. Um, there's some pictures online if you're interested. Um, the only other thing of note is that, uh... Apple in store will have a way to test to make sure your NFC chip is working um, and to uh, for you to make payments and do things like that in their stores. So there you go, cool. Apple Pay. Coming this week. I'm currently. really excited about it, but I have an iPhone 5S. Yeah. Yeah, there's your there's your Oh no. Sean and Colby will have to report on it. Well Dan, I think <laughs> I think this just means you have to get an Apple Watch. Well, see, yeah, and if if none of y'all are getting an Apple Watch, I'm just going to have to. That's, That's true. There's two reasons to it, that I think, yeah. yeah. As long as they're not actually $1,000, because I can't get the stupid pink and green sport <laughs> edition or whatever the hell it is. But I don't want one that's $5,000 either. I want, like... Ugh. I don't know. I was going to say 500, but that is actually probably too much. <laughs> well, Dan, I think you should stay tuned to my pick next week because next I will... week, not this week. No, not this week. And I, I will briefly tell you why. Oh, so crap picks. I, yeah. So while Colby <laughs> is coming up with his pick, I will explain to you. Um, I got a Pebble watch and I love uh-huh. it. And I I'm, uh-huh. was excited to give my review. Yeah. And Colby said he really liked it too. It, it's, well, it's beautiful. It looks cool. Yeah. Except the screen is broken. So I think it's an and I I've googled it and it's a bit of a known issue. It's the whatever part connects the screen to the display board uh, is known to have manufacturing issues, and I think that's what happened. So uh, a bunch of the pixels don't show up on the screen uh, all the time. So uh, I contacted them; they were very good support. They're sending me another one, uh, and I'm returning the broken one. So I just didn't want to review it without getting the new one and just. You know, I can't I can't recommend something with a manufacturing defect. So um, 
But the week I had with it, I absolutely loved it. So stay tuned next week for my full review of the Pebble Watch. And who knows, Dan? Uh, you know, I got the steel at one ninety nine, which, uh, and you can get the plastic at ninety nine. So a much more affordable option. It's true. All right, I'll wait for your reviews. No, all right, I think that's fair. I, 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 I think you'll. Well, depend. Well, see, I don't want to get too much into it, but the, it's just no, realizing the difference between a watch that is smart and a computer strapped to your wrist. The Pebble is a yeah. watch that is smart. It only does yeah. a few more things than a watch does, as opposed to an Apple Watch or an Android where that does everything. Mm-hmm. I do not want something that does everything, and that's why I like the Pebble. Yeah. Notifications and a few simple apps, that's it. And I'm very happy with that. Um, but let's talk about our actual picks this week. Uh, I suppose I will go first since I am first on this list. Um, and the last in reverse alphabetical order. No, first in reverse <laughs> alphabetical order. Um, my pick this week is called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y. Now, we've talked about on the show before the importance of two-factor authentication or having a second way to verify your identity when you log into a product or service. Um, traditionally, Google Authenticator is kind of the go-to app for enabling your two-factor authentication. And a lot of services these days offer you the ability to have that as a feature, everyone from Microsoft, Google, PayPal, Facebook, Twitter. Um, but I recently discovered, uh, Lifehacker recommended them actually, that there is a third-party provider for uh, two-factor authentication support called Authy. Um, it's similar to Google Authenticator or any of these apps in that it stores your uh, token. And I, I'm not afraid to show this because it expires in 25 seconds. So, um but it's see, so there's my Microsoft account and my self-generating um, code, and I have all my different uh, WordPress, Dropbox, um, and the tokens there. So it's very similar to Google Authenticator at this point, where when I go to log in, I'll put my regular password, and then doubly I verify it with the uh, token here. What's really great about Authy is that it has cloud features, so it syncs my tokens with other devices. Now, I realize this may in fact defeat the purpose of having two-factor authentication. Because the idea is, well, you know, a hacker isn't going to crack into my Facebook account because they don't have my phone or whatever, and if I sync it with my desktop, it's not okay. I get that. For me, this is a good middle ground of I like to have the two-factor, but I don't want it to be really inconvenient. So, uh let me see if I can show this on the screen here. Um so there's a Chrome extension, and when I click, it asks me for my master password, which I will put in. Yeah, verifying, 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 <laughs> verifying. Okay. And so here you see it's got all my different accounts, and I can click uh, LastPass, for example. Uh, now it's showing me, which is actually interesting. If I was on lastpass.com, it knows it's lastpass here. It's saying phishing alert because it knows I'm not on lastpass. So they say, whoa, you shouldn't be giving them your access token. Okay. I know that I'm going to hit show token anyway. And there you go. So now it shows it on my desktop and I can hit copy and paste right from the desktop. Convenient. Did it automatically. I only had to enter these once on each de- uh, on a single device, and it was able to sync it with a lot of loopholes in security. Believe me, it took a lot to get this to work. You have to all kinds of passwords and stuff for security. But it's on my iPhone, my iPad, um, and uh, in browser as well. So uh, my pick this week is Authy. It is free, uh, and it is a really cool way to have the extra safety of two-factor but not have it be terribly inconvenient. And that is cool. my pick. Thanks. Uh, also, if you use an app, if you work for a company that requires you to have two-factor auth for VPN or whatever, chances are that app also has the ability to do the things that Authy does, which I didn't realize. So rather than having your company solution and Google Authenticator, you can probably put it all in one of them. I did not know that. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I don't know what, like, how does Authy, how is Authy able to do this? I don't know. Hmm. Someone tell us. <laughs> Fair enough. Your guess is as good as mine. All right, Colby or Dan. No, we'll go with, we'll go to Dan. All right. All right, cool. Uh, so 
on Sunday, I had nothing to do for the first time since July. I, in what? fact, I had so little to do that I went back and found out on the last Sunday I had that I had nothing going on. Um, so after I cleaned the entire apartment, I was bored, which is actually a good problem to have sometimes. Uh, and after playing Destiny and none of my friends were on, Colby, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was hanging out with people in real life, Dan. I don't my know. life is so taxing sometimes. Uh, I was like, well, I've got this cool PlayStation Store thing. I can just download a game and just play it. And I'd heard really good things about this Shadows of Mordor game. I think it's Lord of the Rings Shadows of Mordor. Mm -hmm. Uh... Middle-earth shadows of Mordor. Uh, and the link, the link will be on the website. So I just downloaded it. And the first of all, the PlayStation Store is awesome. It's so great. This downloaded in 12 minutes. Granted, I have like a really good connection. Uh, but it was able to saturate it. Downloaded in 12 minutes. It was like 40 gigabytes or something ridiculous like that. Uh, but... It probably didn't download all 40 gigabytes. It also lets you start playing before everything's done. So you can play through like the first mission while it's downloading the rest. It was really great. But the game is also really fun. So it, apparently it's like the Batman games, but I've never played those. Uh, basically, you're, you wander around this giant open world, and you're supposed to hunt down these orc captains. Uh, but if you die, you come back to life, as is the case in most games. But the orc who killed you gets promoted to captain, and all of these orcs get these long stories and these, like, attributes and these, like, the scars on their body and all this crazy stuff. And they'll make comments to you when you see them or after they kill you or something crazy like that. It's actually really engaging, and like the combat's really good, and uh, everything's really polished. It's a lot of fun. So my pick for this week is Middle Earth: Shadows of Mordor. My only gripe is that it's not a hundred percent loyal to like the real Lord of the Rings appendices and all that stuff. And as a nerd, I've read them and seen everything, but it's a good game. So don't let that stop you. Cool. Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, uh, available for PlayStations 3 and 4, Xboxes 360 and 1, and for PC. So, and definitely go to our website. We have links to this and all our picks there uh, as well. All right. Uh, Colby, I'm excited for your pick in a long line of really specific to Colby picks. <laughs> um <laughs> But don't let that stop you because I'm excited to hear about this. So what is your pick this week? Uh, so my pick is my favorite food truck in Boston so far. Uh, it's called the Chicken the Chicken and Rice Guys. And they they it is their food is literally that it is chicken and rice. Um you get like this giant tin of like rice with chicken and some lettuce. Um, and it's very tasty, but then like the real, the real awesome part is that like they have various sauces that you, you are free to apply to your chicken and rice yourself in, in whatever egregious quantity um, you feel is appropriate. Uh, and so you put your sauce on and then you eat it. And it tastes really good. So if you find yourself in Boston and you happen by the Chicken and Rice Guys food truck, you should try it because it's tasty. It's also like you get a ton of food for like $6. Um, so it's pretty sweet. I think they have three trucks and there's usually one around somewhere close to you if you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. That's, that's my pick cnrguys.com check them out if you're ever in the greater boston area all right very good well gentlemen that wraps us up for this week anything uh more you guys would like to mention are we gonna we'll do, do change that mode this week? episode someday yeah it's cursed <laughs> i'm telling you it's so cursed it's so let's just let's just say we're not gonna do it 
and then, and then we'll if we do it, yeah. That's a great idea. It'll I would have surprised everyone. I would have much rather have done it this week than been trapped in a van on a highway somewhere in Pennsylvania. I can assure you. <laughs> um, but uh, that's okay. We're we're hopefully going to do it. Engineers don't have any good jokes or anything, Sean. Don't get me wrong; they were fun, but I was sick and exhausted, and we were in that part of Pennsylvania where it's like newly built shopping plazas and business parks for a while and then it all of a sudden becomes oh, yeah. all the, the good same old housing developments with all the same yeah, houses yeah. just for miles and i'm like who the hell lives here um uh, philly commuters yes wow. well exactly so um hopefully uh, this week wednesday night 10 p.m the best way to find out if we're actually doing the show is uh follow us on social media um, <laughs> what i've been doing is i've been tweeting about change mode and don't panic from each other's accounts so you can follow us don't panic show on twitter you can also follow change mode show on twitter but you're going to find out either way so follow one follow i'm going to say follow don't panic and i promise we'll tweet about change mode but follow both it's easy um and we're also on facebook as well facebook.com slash change mode show for that and facebook.com slash don't panic show for this show so uh, follow both we will post when we're doing it um, and of course the website for change mode is changemo.de. Um, and that's coming up Wednesday night at 10 PM. So that's exciting. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward for that to come back if it will ever happen, which it will this week. Hopefully <laughs> I'm really scared yeah, to make a guarantee. <laughs> um, cause who knows, but, uh, we certainly do this show every Monday nights, 10 PM Eastern at our website. Don't panic.io. Please go there because these guys built it and it's pretty sweet and it's got links to all the super cool stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. I think this week I'm going to specifically pimp our Stitcher channel. Um, you know, if you're looking for a different way to listen to your podcast, Stitcher, really cool app. Integrates with all the cars now, which is really great if you've got a newer vehicle, um, unlike these two guys. The Tesla D. Yeah, your Tesla D. Watch us on in HD on your giant display. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stitcher is a really cool way you can subscribe, get that every week. They do a cool push notification and all that. You can do that. But also RSS, iTunes, YouTube, all that. Our website, don'tpanic.io. All right. I think that's it. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll say goodnight to everyone out there, and we'll see you next week for an all-new episode of Don't Panic. Good night. Peace out. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.